Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo, tabbouleh, potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini, ziti, granola, fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. I am shaking in my boots. I'm so excited about this episode. My guest today, he's one of the funniest actors I've ever worked with. I have not worked with many actors, though. Keep that in mind. He appeared on Showtime's House of Lies, Heart of Dixie, Hot in Cleveland, Two Broke Girls, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Superstore, and the show he won't stop talking about, Super Fun Night with Rebel Wilson. (laughs) I was in that show, too. We met as actors on the best show that nobody has ever seen, Bajillion Dollar Properties. You can watch it on Pluto and Amazon, I think. And now he stars on the TBS comedy, The Last OG, alongside Tracy Morgan and Tiffany Haddish. Please welcome friend of mine and huge friend of the podcast, Ryan Gall. Yes, it is absolutely a pleasure to sit here with you. And I mean, sit far away from you, but to sit here in heart with you. I'm very excited to have you on because I feel like you, you've taken a keen interest in my, in, in my cooking extravaganza. I was an early, early adopter. Um, and would, would really look forward to cooking time on your kind of, I feel like it started everything with you in terms of your obsession with, with cooking and then led to this podcast. And I would, I'd find them in the middle of the night, sometimes while I was sitting on the toilet for hours, which is something I do. And I would watch, not good good for you. I would, I know. Well, that's why I have a lot of trouble. Um, but I would, I would watch them religiously. And really, really, truly enjoy them, which was, which is crazy because I, I'm not like a foodie, but I think there was something about the way you did that, that I really enjoyed. Sometimes I go back and watch them. I mean, I appreciate it very much. It's funny because I started doing those food videos and I would watch who's watching my videos Mm -hmm. and it was all like just random, you know, fans and then Ryan Gall. And then I started to see that you were the, then you became like the first person watching the videos Uh when I put them up. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I think I have a, I think I'm a stalker. I, I'm definitely a stalker. I'm mad that you don't have time to do them as often. I know. I'm trying. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to do more. But you always said, dude, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a Food Network show out of I, this, and, yeah, and you I were said, right. It was really entertaining to me, and <laughs> I'm right, and I can't wait to watch that as well. But I don't think it'll be as good. 
Just so you know, it's going to be awful. It's going to be an awful, it's gonna be terrible. awful show. And you'll sooner or later, you'll be back to Instagram doing what? <laughs> cooking time. By the way, is it going to be called cooking time? No, it's called raid the fridge. Ah, so it's, yeah, it's like a, um, it's a competition. It's a, it's a funny version of a food competition show. Oh, so it's a food show cloaked in a comedy show. It's a comedy show cloaked in a food show. I'm so, uh, it's actually a lot of fun. Um, and it's based on people's mystery fridges and these chefs see their fridges and then they have like 20 minutes to cook brunch. Oh, wow. And they make amazing things. And that comes out that comes out today. That comes out September 1st. Whenever this is coming out, I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> September 1st wait. at 10 p.m. Uh, 9 Central. Also, what's up with the Central people having to be an hour earlier all the time? I can't. Do you know? In fact, you were on this plane ride with me. When I figured out that Detroit, where Detroit was, I didn't know where Detroit was in the time zone I had wrong the entire trip we had there. For whatever reason, I never caught up to where we were. I, I mean, it's a side note, but it's, yeah. I, I didn't know where Detroit was, which is embarrassing, really embarrassing. And I was like, why is it taking longer to fly to Detroit than to Chicago? And I think you said to me, because it's further, <laughs> it's further away, Ryan. That's you thought you thought that Detroit was off the coast of Florida. I literally thought Disney World was in Detroit. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. perfect. But spe- watch this segue. Speaking of perfect Ugh. let's take a look at your fridge okay you guys can see and Ryan's i did not touch it i really did on, not touch it you, you can see it on my instagram at standup dan uh ryan this is a beautiful fridge like like let's start with the lighting like yeah, i feel like light- i'm at a club <laughs> yeah well you and you can't hear it but it plays daft punk every time you open <laughs> It does look kind of, it looks so much better than it actually is. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like everything, a lot of all the labels are facing out. No, that's, that is part of my OCD. Uh, This is not prep. You, I would remove certain things if, if I was going to really be honest, but I didn't do a thing. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, thanks. It's beautiful. Let's start with the top row. You've got the, you've got the truly <laughs> one You're truly. Up the truly, just one truly, <laughs> and that's been there. That's been there for months. One lone truly. Yeah. yeah, it's like in. It's not like this is like the dairy and egg part of the fridge, and there's a truly just like hanging out. Yeah, he's he he moves around too. By the way, if you if you caught it next week, that truly would be like three three rows below, just kind of saying like, "I'm ready. I'm still ready." Get me. Use me. Uh, on your second row, you've got the Gatorade Zero. Is this for hangovers? No. <laughs> no, those are a mix. Uh, I take uh, one Gatorade Zero, the mini ones, and yeah. I, on each, every time I ride the Peloton. Oh. Which is six times a day <laughs> during the pandemic. No, I will take one because the big ones are just too much, but I need usually halfway through my ride, I'm, I want to suck down a Zero. Yeah. Do you... Oh, has that replaced your yoga practice? You used to be a big yogi, I remember. Yeah, it sort of has because I I realized I like yoga, but um, when I was doing yoga, I got pretty fat because uh, it's not really a <laughs> yeah. It wasn't it's stretching. It wasn't a it's yeah. fucking stretching. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that, but yeah, you're right. I was like, man, I work out three or four times a day doing yoga. It's like, no, nah, man, 
Just because you sweat in a sauna, it's not working out. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do Peloton now and I'm still a little fat. Um, no, you look wonderful. Thank um, you. I was fishing. And how could you be fat when you have sunkissed orange <laughs> with zero sugar? You have like a random drink on every little layer. Of I'm a it. big, drink, a guy. big drink, a guy. drink guy. Well, you know what? When we got this refrigerator, the old refrigerator went to the garage and became just liquids. I should have given you a picture of that because you'd be like, are you selling the, it looks like a, uh, like the shelf of a soda aisle. And 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 there are more trulies out there, but I I'll often like go out there and just pick random ones and bring them in. So uh, I don't have to go to the garage and this is sort of what happens. I just get, you know, God juice. Oh, well, we'll get to that. But by the way, you also have the Coke Zero. You do the <laughs> you do a, a lot of the diet sodas. I like to spread them out clearly. <laughs> there's no there's no certain place for drinks in my refrigerator. I'm I think you can see I'm a big I'm big on liquids. I mean, yeah, liquids. every single row has liquids. So if you're grabbing food from the third row, you get uh-huh. the Coke. Second row, you're going to go for the Sunkiss. I want to hydrate. Although it seems like this uh, row down here has the <laughs> most drinks. Yeah. Uh, There's not a lot of food now that I'm looking at this. There's not a lot of food in my refrigerator. I think I just have two drink refrigerators. You got the, what is bubbly? Is this one of these spiked uh, sodas? No, bub- is- bubbly is a, just a soda, a carbonated, okay. like flavored water. Which like is my like, situation. way of tricking myself into not drinking soda. I just drink soda water with probably just as much chemical in it. Yeah. Called bubbly. Bubbly. Yeah. It's good, though. And next to that, you've got three bottles of cold-pressed juice, which I'm going to guess add up to $700. No, those are actually, you would think that. And I can remember spending like 10 bucks a piece on those, but those are from Trader Joe's and I highly recommend them. They're, they're like three bucks. Really? And they're, they're good. They're, I mean, I don't know if they're as high quality. They, they can't possibly be unless the markup at the other places is so insanely high, which it probably is. But these are like three, four bucks a piece. Dude, I went to a juice place and I was parched. I was parched. Yeah. And I just happened to be walking by one and there was a, a bottle of watermelon juice, which sounded yes. so good to me. Yeah. And I was like, I'll get this. And she goes, it's $9 and 75 cents. And I was like, I'm dying. I'm parched. You I it. have, <laughs> I have money, but it's I was hard. like, I, I can't still, do it. I'm not going to gonna do it. Yeah. And I didn't do it. Really? And I kept walking. I, I said, no. And then I, I collapsed from dehydration <laughs> and you died. And then here died. it goes. I, I, I love when you buy a, juice like that at a cold press place and they they do the old screen flip to you and you're and they ask you like how much would you like to tip on on a bottle of juice that they grabbed from the i can oh, yeah. tip on a like if they make me a smoothie or something yeah I'll throw them a buck or two if because yeah. they did some work but you can't you can't tell me grabbing a juice out of the it's hard and you know what I always do it anyway because I'm too embarrassed. Well, it's the shame. Yeah. It's the shame. The yep. worst is when you do the tip in the tip jar and they were turned around when you put the dollar in there. <laughs> <laughs> and now they don't know. Have you ever done the fake, the fake, uh, put the money in the jar? No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's true. I'm with you. I, I, I'm 100% with you. You have to put some work in if you're going to get that dollar. You got to. If you have to make me a cappuccino, you have to work the espresso. Even I don't even know if I should tip when, when they're just giving me drip coffee, if they're just pressing the drip. But maybe, probably. Because it's really, there's got to be a service. There should be a service. service. But yeah. now I'm tipping everything. I'm like, who do I not tip? Who do you not tip? If you can tip a guy for getting you a juice out of a refrigerator, who do you not tip? Damn it. Sorry. Anyway, but I do love bribe? those juices. Those juices. Are you a bribe person? Do you bribe people? How? Um, I don't think I've ever bribed anyone in my life. I've maybe subtly or like I've, I've kind of leaned in the bribe direction with people and said like, well, it would, you know, it'd be horrible if this happened, but I don't know. Or I, I will. Uh, oh, so wait, do you threaten them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's not a bribe. <laughs> that's a that's just sort of like a mafia style threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think I bribe. Have you bribed somebody? I bribe um, at restaurants if I want to get like a table quicker or a good table. Huh? What do you? Oh, oh, yeah. I don't okay. know if that's a bribe. That's like I haven't done this. Gre- but somebody, I, that's greasing someone. It's greasing. Yeah, like when you you. I guess I've done it. I just did it actually in Savannah at a restaurant called the Pink House, and I've never done this, but. Uh, they were like, no, we don't have any tables. And she goes, you might want to try back in three hours. And I was like, three out. That's a, that's a long wait. So I just said, uh, what if you found, I think I said something really cheesy. Like what if, uh, you found this $20 bill right here and just put it down like right in front of her, not hiding it at all. And she immediately was like, yeah, I have a table right over here. <laughs> yeah. It was so fast. So fast. Wow. Yeah, I have a table on, right here. You're on blast at Pink House. <laughs> yeah, it was really good, though. And haunted. Really? hmm I don't think I've... I've eaten in Savannah. There's delicious food. It's a very good food culture there. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where you guys are shooting? No. <laughs> I, 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 I can't get into why I was there, but there was a lame reason. I just went. It's That's the simplest way I can explain it. I just went to Savannah for... No good I mean, reason. I had never been, and I just went because I know it's haunted, and I wanted to explore some haunted houses. Wait, did you go with your family, or you left your family? You were like, guys, left, I left my family, go. left my family, left my family, and went to some haunted houses. Is everything okay, Ryan? Is no, uh... clearly nothing is okay. Everything is bad, <laughs> and it's so uh, humid there. I sweat so much. It was so gross. Anyway, pink house. I'll tell you where everything isn't bad. And that is on your salad dressing <laughs> row here. Yeah, there's a lot there, isn't there? You've got some good salad dressing going on. You got the ranch heading us up and you got the oh. barbecue at the end. And yeah. then it seems like you put it in like color order, like uh, gradations from ranch to barbecue in between. That's, that's not a, um, the only salad dressing that really gets used on that, uh, in that little, what do you call that? A uh, what? What side shelf? Um, shelf. Yeah. Is the that bal- the balsamic in the middle? I don't. I'm not a big creamy uh, uh, guy, but that those creamy ones are used for my children's like chicken fingers and stuff like that. I don't. Yeah. I don't do the cream on uh, on salads unless it's a an iceberg lettuce wedge? Then right. I'll take blue cheese all over it. Oh, yeah. You live like a little steakhouse. You got a little steakhouse dinner you do at home. Love that. I don't do it. Hell the no. wedge of iceberg. But I'll always get it. It's got a, the profit margin on a wedge salad has to be massive. Oh, that's what pays for the steakhouse. Yeah. They lose money on the steaks and yeah. the wine. And then the 
Yeah, that wedge salad. Because that's like nineteen dollars. It's nineteen dollars and it costs four cents to make. Four cents. It's the the, the I mean iceberg lettuce is just rubbish. But everyone goes for it. By the way, it's the easiest thing to recreate in your home and no one ever makes it at home. I know. I but should. you see it in a steakhouse and you're like, oh, it's a wedge salad. I wanna make one. I'm gonna make one tonight. Yeah, why not? Let's go crazy. Let's put all these steakhouses out of business. Let's do it. Start selling them on the streets. I got your wedge salads. Let's go into your freezer because you have <laughs> a what can only be called carnival-sized tub of yeah. sherbet. That's that's rainbow sherbet, and that rainbow sherbet is it's arguably a, the best it, frozen. It's in a pail. It's in a pail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't have any excuse for that. I don't have. It's Kroger. It takes up the whole fucking shelf. It. it do you know why I got it? Well, first of all, m- my youngest son is uh, can eat dairy, so he that really uh, sherbet has kind of become a staple. While his older brother like sucks down mint chocolate chip ice cream, he's like, I guess I'll have sherbet again. <laughs> uh, sherbet, what a nerdy name, too. Sherbert. It's like sherbet. I can't have lactose, so I'll have I'll sherbet. sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a nickname for somebody. Like, yeah. Ah, sherbet. He'll know. Sherbert, it rainbow sherbet is really tasty though. And that container was uh less than the gallon. And I was like, I got it. This is going to be embarrassing to bring this up to like and buy this. But I uh I was like, I'm gonna, it was $5.99 for like 25 gallons of sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I am working my way through it. Wait, so it's spelled sher, sherbet, S-H-E-R-B-E-T. Yeah. It's like sherbet. Is that how it's spelled? I thought it was sherbert. Am I wrong? Sherbert. Sher, sherbet. Sher, sherbet. You think of sorbet. What's, do you What's know the, the difference? difference between sherbet and, sh- and sorbet? I don't know. I, oh I don't God. like sorbet as much because it's not as sugary in, in uh, kind of it's a little more i feel like it's more higher fruit content i wonder if oh really is that what you're making up right now that's what i'm gonna make up right now it has a higher it's icy and maybe it doesn't have milk in it like no but sherbert doesn't have i don't know dan yeah all i know is if you need sherbert i have a lot of it come on by (laughs) i think it might be the same thing it was just like some dude in boston couldn't pronounce sorbet (laughs) sherbet yeah Yeah. sherbet get it get it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's sorbet. So, ah, shut up. It's a sherbet. I can't do a Boston accent. Sure, Sorry. I can't really either. Every time they want me to, I do a Maine accent. By the way, you have organic uh, brown rice, the frozen brown rice from yeah. Trader Joe's, which I co-signed this, man. Normally, I would be like, no, you should make rice from scratch. Yeah. Their brown rice in a bag, It you put it in a microwave. It's and so you got easy. Ru- I'm, we're not, I'm not like a Persian grandma who can fucking make rice from scratch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you are. No one... <laughs> <laughs> That's I want, lie, but I I respect it. I want that microwavable rice, and it's very very good. It's so easy. I mean, it's you can so that with a some chicken and some vegetables. You can do that in like three minutes, and boom, you got a nice little meal. Over here, you got your main. Uh, this is your main coming out. Is that a maple uh, syrup? On that the is. That's, oh that's yeah, some New England, probably Vermont maple syrup. And again, that's a big boy. That's like a half gallon. I think that is so much so good. Don't 
go cheap on maple syrup. No, anybody. Don't ever. People get like the the crap stuff at the store. It's embarrassing. It's so gross. It's it says the guy with fifty tons of sherbet. <laughs> I was gonna say people are probably saying the same thing about your fucking pail of sherbet. <laughs> yeah, like, don't go cheap. Well, yeah. Yeah, you want right. I can't. go a little artisanal on it. <laughs> is there artisanal sherbet? We don't even know what the fuck sherbet is. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone if they make artisanal that's versions true. of it. That's true. I mean, that's <laughs> sort of why I went with the cheap stuff, but I don't regret it. I'm okay with it. I I I, I don't know if I'm going to co-sign it like I will the frozen rice. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's too late now. There's no turning back. Was that like you were leaving the house to go to Savannah to visit haunted houses and you just filled up the house with food for the kids. Like, <laughs> you're like I was like, here. here, when you get sad that daddy's ghost hunting, you can have a, a couple pounds of Sherbert. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, Ryan, you are, you're from Maine. You're a yeah. Mainer. Yeah. Um, Maine has a very interesting food culture. It does. It I does. mean, it's very like seafood based. I think at least where I grew up on the coast, um, it was lobster in the summer and scallops and shrimp in the, the winter. That was sort of yes. like the bologna of our family was seafood. Is that true? Was like lobster the bologna of the family? So, yeah, sort of. I mean, we had a lot of lobster. We had a lot of lobster. And you could, and the, the best part was it was like coming off, it was coming off boats like a mile from where I live. And it was cheap as hell. I mean, you could get like, you could get a bag, you could go down and literally buy them off the boat. No way. Yeah. I can remember going with my mom to get lobsters and also <laughs> so weird, but like stopping at a peanut butter, uh, this woman who made her own peanut butter in like a barn. And we got like a barrel of peanut butter that would last <laughs> two years, you know, you get, the golf family loves barrels of stuff. Yeah. We, we buy in bulk because you never know. You never know. But anyway. Uh, but you kind of do. You kind of do. You kind of know that you can get peanut uh, butter whenever yeah. you want. <laughs> but not. this was good peanut butter, though. Some lady just mashed peanuts in her barn and sold it for like five bucks a barrel. Everything was five bucks. I'm so curious about the role that lobster plays in the economy of Maine. Because, you know, I mean, lobster used to be the poor people food. Yeah. And then like. I think a Rockefeller had it and was like, this is delicious. And they were like, now it's for the rich. Yeah. No, I, I, it was, it was funny. Cause I remember in high school, you could become a lobsterman like uh, on a boat. And so these, these kids that I knew, I never did it cause I get seasick or I would have done it in a heartbeat, but wait, when, would they have like a career fair in the high school and there'd be a booth there? It's just, like, it's only hey, one booth wanna, and it says, you want to be a lobster man. Uh, no, but I, they would go, they would get up at like four in the morning, go out on these boats. They'd be done by like noon and they would make so much money. And you could always tell the lobstermen because their backs were just massive. They had these big, like, uh, you know, they call it, I think in the Midwest, they call it like farm strength. They're like, just right. Cause they're pulling those like yeah, their backs the, are just, the, the nets, not nets. Yeah. What do they call the traps? They're traps. pulling those lobster traps up. Yeah. And we, like in high school, we used to, uh, ar you know, arm wrestle during, um, during recess or on breaks or during lunch and the, the lobster man would just crush it. They'd just be like, boom, 
your fist would go through a desk and you'd be like, I have to, I'm going to go home for the day. That hurt. How did that man, that, that boy weighs 25 pounds. How did he just crush that 600 pound man? It was amazing. But I, Wait, I had a, so much respect for the lobster men. They work their tails off. No pun intended. No, no, no pun intended. <laughs> First <laughs> of all, I'm, I'm fascinated to just throw around the word lobster men like in normal conversation. Yeah. Like it's just the normal lexicon, like yeah. uh, these lobster men. Like Wait, were they like, were they like cool? Like, were they like the jocks? Like, did they hook up with all the girls? Sort of. I mean, there was definitely like that, you know, I think back in the day that we thought of ourselves as a little more sophisticated than the lobster men because lobster men were, came from these like families of like their great, great grandfather had bought a boat back in, you know, 1901 and they were using the same boat today and they all looked like the boat from Jaws. Uh, right. And and these kids would from a young age just be brought into this like lobsterman family and they were going to like someday they were going to own the boat and they'd make a lot of money during the summer and then all they'd do they'd have these like seasons off until they started doing scallops and shrimp and then they'd have some a season off until the lobster season started again. But I, I never had respect for them at that time, but now I look back and I'm like, yeah, I probably should have not called them like dumb hicks. Uh, they which is what I, I was like, Oh my God, how could you like spend your life on the water that I mean, don't you want to go to college and learn nothing uh, and now, meanwhile, I'm like, I hope I get that saltines commercial. Yeah, you were like the the nerdy drama kid, and you were like throwing yeah. shade on them. Totally, totally, <laughs> totally. I'm I'm assuming you've thrown a couple lobsters into boiling water in your day, a couple live lobsters. Yeah, especially when I would. Uh, I worked at a few restaurants in Maine uh, as a as a server, and that's where I learned. Um, well, first of all, they don't feel pain in the the water. You know that, right? I don't know. That's what you fucking made. Well, they have no tell yourselves. They have feel no better cent- about yourself. They have no central nervous system, and everyone's like, yeah, "But you can hear them scream." But that's literally the liquid inside them boiling and squeezing out holes. And Again, it like makes all them- <laughs> all fake news that the lobstermen make up. Like, no, they like it. They like it. But have <laughs> they you ever put? Love you, it. you can put them to sleep. A lot of people will relax them, and like you rub their tummy. And they'll just oh sort of God. go like this, oh. uh, like they're they'll all they'll just hang Collapsing. there and stop. And then you go like, okay, now that they're asleep, now throw them in. <laughs> and people are oh like, oh, that's God. a more humane way to do it. And I'm like, if they can feel pain, that's not good. That would be like somebody putting you to sleep, and then all of a sudden you wake up in boiling water. <laughs> <laughs> be horrible, horrible. But oh, yeah, I've man. dropped many a lobster in. But I've also they wait. Also, that seems. Hold on. Let's go back to this technique of lulling them. To, this yeah. breaks my heart. Yeah. That you just kind of like lullaby them by like rubbing their belly. And yeah. Like, oh, you, you almost thank tickle you. No them. one's ever loved my belly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! It's so hot! I'm screaming! This is me screaming! God I damn can it. feel it! I can feel it! And the other way you cook them is like in a lobster bake, like over steaming seaweed. Uh, uh, and that that's equally got to be as horrible if they can feel it. That seems more... I mean, I've done both and 
I've done three things and I, I've settled on the third. Mm. Uh, the first is putting them into the boiling water. Yeah. And like you you put them in and you you shut the top on so quickly and it's more for yourself. Like yeah. you just you just want to like you just shut yeah, the So you don't have to there. watch them like, oh, oh my God. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> that's what you that's when you hear the oh no, that's just the steam coming out of their eyes. Oh my god. Then the second way is the is the the in in the lobster boil, which is yes, over like the steaming seaweed. Yeah. Which I think is really delicious because I do think if you put them in the boiling water, it's not as flavorful as if you do steam them. Yeah. But that to me is a little more inhumane because it's not that hot in there when you put them in. It's more like it's just like a sauna. It's like a tanning booth gone wrong. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. A steam room. It, it's I mean, you have to get it real hot. Like you open it 20 minutes later and they're still like, hey, what's up? Just hanging out here. It's like, oh, I got to turn the heat up. No, turn it down, actually, man. Turn it down. Uh, And you have like potatoes and hard boiled eggs next to them and onions. And they're like just trying to claw through these garbage foods. And yeah, it's very bad. But then the third way, which is the third way, which I do. And this is it hurts my heart the most, but I think it's the most humane is that I will lay it down and then take my knife and do the old guillotine through the middle of the head move. Oh, yeah. That, it sucks. I fucking mm. hate doing it, but it's like they die right away. And then I'll, I cut them, I cut them in half cross section and then I'll cook them on the grill shell side down because oh. the fire directly on this, on the flesh is a little too, too much. It's too much and it gets rubbery. Yeah. Whereas you just use the shell as its own little cooking vessel mm-hmm. on a low heat and it like it and put some butter on top and it cooks perfectly. That's interesting. I've never done that. I've, I've had grilled lobster, but never like cut up first. Yeah. Which that I mean, honestly, all three are torture. <laughs> you're grilling the one you you you're probably being the most humane by cutting it up first and putting it on. But putting a putting it on a grill is no better than putting it in boiling water. If, Wait, you if guys maybe, put it on the grill? You put, they put on the grill live? Yeah. Oh, for the love of God. I mean, what's next? It's like it, you bring in like like some animal to chase it down and slowly eat it from the tail up or like it, there's. It's the it's only so food that like I feel like any other food that humans eat, you know, we're very humane. But when it comes to the lobster, we turn into like. Like, like it's, it's suddenly the Spanish Inquisition in our homes. Yeah. I still, I really, God, I hope I, I'm saying this. And I was always taught that they don't feel anything because they don't have a central nervous system. No fucking way that I think that's actually on the license plates for Maine. Yeah. Don't it's worry. Like, Vacation land. And also it's real small print. Also lobsters don't feel it. <laughs> they don't feel it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Order them up. Oh my gosh. They do taste so good though. They do taste delicious. Um, are you, is it, is it a polarizing thing? The, uh, cold lobster roll versus the hot lobster roll. Um, I, I like cold, but I, I don't think I've ever had a hot one. I don't think I've ever had a hot one. Is that a thing? Well, I think the traditional thing is cold, but I think that when it came down from Maine and these Yankees fucked with it, oh boy, they, they started doing the hot, um yeah yeah because people like hot lobster right okay so people it, like yeah, hot it's, foods it's like my grandmother would order a lobster roll and just eat the lobster out of it with a fork and i'm like oh you don't want a lobster roll you just wanted some lobster and she'd be like i'll take a lobster roll no mayonnaise 
no roll because it usually you got more meat than an actual lobster and it was picked for you and about the same price it's actually pretty smart that's pretty it is fun it is pretty fun life hack grandma yeah she did she did it right she did it right sherbert versus sorbet well we know that Ryan feeds his son sherbet because he's lactose intolerant. So what's the difference? Well, sorbet is a frozen dessert made with water or juice and fruit puree. Unlike ice cream, it contains no milk, cream, or eggs, and might be one of the oldest known frozen desserts. There are records of sorbet-like desserts dating back to 500 BC in ancient Persia. Shout out to my people. Sherbet, on the other hand, is not the same as sorbet, but it's also not quite ice cream. Sherbert starts like sorbet, but has the addition of dairy, giving it a slightly creamier texture. That's right, Ryan Gall thinks he's taking care of his son, but he's actually poisoning him. Child Protective Services, have at it. Okay, back to our show. Now, I don't know much about your, uh, your food acumen and what you think about foods and whatnot, so we are going to find out a, lo- a lot about that with the questions. Yeah, that yeah. I to ask you, I can't that wait. we ask all the guests here, um, yeah. starting with your earliest food memory. Do you remember what your earliest food memory was? Yeah, well, going back to Maine, um, I really thought about this, and it it's one that I I hadn't thought about this for a long time. But I remember my mother going away, and my father was not. Uh, he was pretty busy with his job, so he wasn't around a lot. But if my mother went away, he would be in charge of like cooking for the weekend. Um, my mother would go to Savannah every once in a while and go, go something. So we would be left. With, right, of course. But he, Isn't the Gall family crest just like one of you with your hands up and a ghost is just like, like trying to reach the ghost? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, he would make his own homemade French fries. Um, he would cut up the potato all, all by hand. He'd make a huge vat of oil uh, like boiling oil and um, make a ton of French fries, put them in the middle of the table, no ketchup, just vinegar. Cause his, uh, is he British? Yeah. His, his mother was just over from, from England um, who I never met, but she was very British. Everything about her was very British. So he would put it in the middle of the table and we would just seagull, French fries. And I remember being like three, I think that's the earliest thing I remember eating and just being like trying to get those fries in my mouth before my brothers and sisters, even though they were boiling hot, so salty and so vinegary and just, they would be gone in an instant. It's my, my family eats like we're in prison. Um, so it, they didn't last long, but that's my, that's definitely the first thing other than that, just a ton of tuna fish sandwiches really ton of tuna fish sandwiches would you guys get like um artisanal local tuna off the boat or was it the star no 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 no. this was like generic uh always always the white meat uh not the chunk chunk brown (laughs) uh it was always white meat but it was always generic and my mother would if they had a sale on that stuff she would buy 80 cans of it and put it down in the cellar and just put it next to the peanut butter (laughs) and we would slowly work our way through it. I love it. Some people have a wine cellar. You guys have a tuna and peanut butter cellar. Yeah. But to this day, I love vinegar on a French fry. 
Love it. I do too. It's pretty great. Yeah. Wait, was there no no mayo, no nothing, no ketchup? It was just vinegar? Uh, uh, mayo on french fries? No. God, no. I'm not a big mayo guy. Not no? a big mayo guy. No. I, uh, in fact, yeah, not a big mayo guy. I don't even like talking about it. But like, I can't, you- I, when people like love mayonnaise, I get it, it like hurts my stomach to, or like when I see people like dip things in mayonnaise, I'm, I gotta, I gotta get away. I gotta get really? away. Yeah. I don't <laughs> enjoy it at all. Wait, it's just egg yolk and oil. Stop it. Stop. Ryan. I don't like it. Right. I really don't like it. I probably had, I had too much tuna fish when I was a kid that was like sometimes over mayoed. Oh yeah. That's probably it actually. And now I'm like, nope. I can remember taking like bites and finding these pockets of mayo in the middle of the sandwich and being like, bruh, bruh, bruh. not, not enjoyable. I love mayo specifically truff mayo, uh, sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, everyone ignore <laughs> what Ryan just said. Cause truff mayo has a truffle flavor, which makes you forget the disgustingness of it. Oh, well, maybe that's, maybe I could try that. Mm-mm. Too late, Ryan. Mm-mm. Now they're not going to be a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I ruined the show. Okay. Let's say someone makes you a sandwich mm-hmm. and you eat it and it's got one of those big mayo chunks. You lose your fucking mind. You yep. pound their head into the pavement. Oh. They die. Yep. And now you're on death row. Oh, here we go. What is your death row meal? And okay. Can I start? with cocaine <laughs> doing some cocaine i know it's not yeah. technically food but i i've never done cocaine and i'm like well if i'm on death row and i'm gonna die i want to do a lot of cocaine so i can rip through this food um i wow I, yeah i would wait just, but cocaine kills your appetite you know that well i don't because <laughs> then <laughs> i don't know it because i've never i've never done cocaine well um, if you're looking to lose some weight quickly <laughs> <laughs> cocaine would help <laughs> That's why everyone in yoga is skinny because they do a lot of coke before they go do the yoga. <laughs> I do know people smoke a lot of weed before going to yoga, which I yeah. can do. Um, okay, so it's death row. You're like, give me a bag of coke. Like, would they do okay. that? No, they wouldn't do that. I guess. I mean, in illegal. this prison, we'll we'll make an exception. In this prison. Okay. All right. You um, a lot of coke. On top of that, I'd take a, a icy, icy cold tall boy of Coors Light, um, and then. <sighs> I think we'd have to wait. You go Coors Light. You're not going like an artisanal beer. No, because I I just want it for I, I this is this is the last time I'm going to have a beer. I want some crap. Um, an artisanal beer typically fills me up too much. I need something okay, that's just going to water water okay. down the what's coming. Okay. Um, maybe a plate of of triscuits and a. Um, a block of Cracker Barrel <laughs> cheese. Uh, oh my was, god! The, the prison. Is, the prison. I don't want any good cheese. I just want <laughs> white trash, basic bitch, Cracker Barrel, sharp cheddar. Uh, if they if they'll allow it, I would I would get the um the one that has the three different cheeses the cracker barrel cheese but i don't need that. oh wait the tricolor like the yellow the white and then the mix no no that i'm not into that i need i need ch- cheddar uh sharp cheddar and then maybe a baby swiss maybe a baby that's as fancy as i'm gonna get with the wait like the little ones in the red thing like the, yeah. in the red <laughs> the red disc yes yes <laughs> Oh my yeah. God, Ryan! I need to 
I need to expand your horizons for this death row meal. Look no, 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 no. This is okay. The, now this, what? This, right this now we're done with the cheese course. We, okay. We're done with the cheese course, the and, beer course, and yeah, the cocaine course. Yeah, and then I, <laughs> so I'm out of my mind at this point, just like <laughs> stuffing my mouth with triscuits and cheese. Um, and then this is super basic, bitchy, but I would do a surf and turf. I would do, uh, I would do two small, like pound and a quarter. Uh, hard shell lobsters. Are the small, small is usually more desirable than the big ones. Yeah. You don't want an old lobster. Everybody is like, give me the biggest one you got. And they're always a little tougher. They're always, it's like you, you want, you want the babies that are you like, we're fresh. Put yeah. us in the water. Um, <laughs> you want those guys. So two of those. I'm just starting my life. <laughs> and then a big, maybe like a big uh, tomahawk steak. Um, yeah. A, a big fatty. And I'd want it just slightly blackened. I love a good Ooh. blackened piece of meat. Um, yeah. You're back on track. You, 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 you yeah. want me back with the surf <laughs> okay. and turf. All right. <laughs> I'm probably going to lose you with, uh, with dessert. <laughs> I'm, so I'm waking my way through that tall boy. And then I want a full shitty uh, sheet cake <laughs> brought to me. A full one. A full Duncan Hines uh, sheet cake. With I want it um, vanilla, yeah, or white a white cake with vanilla yeah. frosting. The whole thing, one layer, nothing written on it. I don't need any like good luck wherever you're going or sorry about getting killed in prison or being put to death. I don't want anything written. I don't like the what the about flavor. If, what of, if it's written? Like, isn't cocaine awesome? What if that's written on it? <laughs> Aren't you sad that's the only time you'll do cocaine? Aren't you sad you didn't start earlier? Uh, yeah, they can write that on it. That's fine. Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'll scarf that thing down and then just bring me an entire watermelon. An entire watermelon for me to just like uh, chop up myself and eat with a spoon. Cut in half and eat with a spoon. I love I love me some watermelon. Wow. That's it. I know it's, it's not... I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to like come up with this super fancy meal, but I don't think, I don't think I'd want that at the end. I think I just want comfort food. Yes. Comfort food, food. That's going to make me like a little remnant. Like I love the cracker barrel and cheese is nostalgic for me. It was something that I ate as a kid a lot. The, the lobster is a little nostalgic. I want things that just bring me hundred percent comfort. And I think that's, I think that's right. And again, I love surf and turf and I've said this love before. It. I hate like hipster interpretations on surf and turf, which you see a lot now in restaurants. They're like, try our special surf and turf. It's lamb shoulder served on oh, a barnacle. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> it's served on one barnacle, <laughs> one barnacle with a lamb shoulder on it. Ugh. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't, I don't appreciate that either. Just give me the basic. Yeah. Just give me the basic. I want to, even if it's just a, a New York strip and a, and a lobster and yeah. nothing else on it. Yum, 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 yeah. yum, 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 yum. Every yum. time a young lobster. So you can taste the optimism in his skin. Yeah. His skin. Yeah. His Never get the flesh. big boys. Never get the big boys. Never get the big boys. And you know what else stinks is uh Pacific water lobster. I just had that for the first time. That's garbage. Yeah, Pacific lobster is not nearly as flavorful as Atlantic. Um, yeah. They also they don't have claws either. It's like you little bitch. Yeah, we don't even have a claw. They don't have claws. They don't have claws. God, I could have sworn the one I ate had claws, but maybe, 
Maybe no, I'm wrong. They lie Maybe. to you. Oh, because I just had the tail. Yeah, they, they, it's just the they don't have claws. They're like they're like little fancy little. Oh, we don't have claws. They're pacifists. They're pacifist lobsters. Pacificists. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. I never even thought. Is that how they name the Pacific Ocean? Because they're I just, full of pacifist lobsters. Yep. Yep. Whoa. You didn't know that. Fun and they, fact. And they do feel the pain when you drop them in the water. Yeah, they, they do. They're like, mm-hmm. please, please don't. Please. <laughs> Little wimps. Maine lobsters are like, put me in. I don't give a shit. I don't give a <laughs> Boil fuck. Me They're up. like smoking a cigarette. They have a cigarette uh-huh. in there. Doing a flop. shot of whiskey. Being like, <laughs> you think your hot water is going to bother me? Give me a line of Coke and some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Crack a barrel. <laughs> so you're not into the fancy fine dining but what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had well you're wrong i do love i i love fine dining i think i'm i've never been i never was very experienced with it until later in life because my parents just we we were from maine we ate at home all the time even when i and so that kind of got ingrained into me like oh i don't need fancy meals until i had a few and I think the best one I ever had was uh, bazaar, the Bazaar in my. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Jose Andres restaurant. Yes. Bazaar. It was incredible. And what we did, there were like six of us, and we went in there and got the tasting menu, which was so amazing. I can't. And we had like three martinis while we ate it, which was a mistake because I don't remember a lot of it at the end but i remember a piece of meat coming out a steak that was the best piece of meat i've ever had in my life it was incredible and it had a it had some sort of foam on it and i've always been like kind of an anti-foam guy like foam i'm from maine i don't need foam We have lobster and not yeah. fall. Yeah, come on. Uh, we play mailbox baseball. We don't eat fucking foam. <laughs> <laughs> but this foam changed my mind. It was it was some sort of mushroom foam or or something. And I was like, I I had to stop eating for a minute and just like look around and be like, this, what what is that? What happened? How did that how did that get made? Excuse me, everybody stop. And like I I've never or very rarely do I eat something that makes me like just stop for a second and and just appreciate it in that moment. But I, I love that. I, I love that. I actually I'm with you. His restaurants are some of my favorites and I've had a crazy tasting menu there once too. And it's so memorable because he does such weird things with such food. weird stuff. And it does. It forces you to stop and think. Yeah. And be like, what is happening right now? I, I tried to look up, uh, but this was like three years ago that I had it. I tried to look up, but he's cha- he changes his menu so often that I couldn't find even one thing. But it, it was really, really memorable. As a And can I just say this? Because I think you asked like the best high-end meal. But I have to mention... Uh, I went to craft in New York city and everybody was like, you have to go to craft. It's really wonderful. And I, I went and that's Tom Caligio's uh, top chef judge, Tom Caligio's restaurants. Yes. And I had a piece of lamb and I didn't, 
I, again, tasting menu and they brought out a piece of lamb and I forgot, I don't really like lamb. And they had said like, is there anything we should leave off? And usually I, I say like, no, you can go nuts. And I should have said like, except for lamb. Um, and they brought out this piece of lamb that I ate. And it, when I say it was raw it is, and you can tell me it's just typical. It was so raw on the bone that it was cold in the Ooh. middle. And I, okay. and I thought, well, this is what they want me to eat. So I ate it. I kind of like forced it down. <laughs> and an hour later I was, I got so sick. No way. So sick that I can't, I'll never touch lamb again in my life. But I almost called and said like, did you, it was a Sunday night at like 10 PM that I ate it. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I got like the last lamb, the last lamb. And I was sick for two days, stuck in a hotel in New York and will never forgive Colicchio. We'll never forgive him. You tell him that. I will. I I probably will have the opportunity. If he's on, if he's on, you can like zoom bomb. Yeah. Be like, got to talk to you about this lamb, dude. (laughs) Horrid, horrid lamb. You should have absolutely sent it back. Um, Lamb typically should be cooked medium, maybe medium rare if you're into it. But I, I love medium rare. I like my meat, like beef, medium rare or rare. But lamb is like medium or medium rare if you're into it, but never, very rarely should it be rare like that. It was full on raw, (laughs) full on raw. Oh, wow. I should. And I, I'm stupid enough to be like, that. this must be the way it's prepared. That's how it goes. Sometimes I, I feel like, I, I used to be like that too. Now I don't give a fuck. You just you'll just I will send it send back. Send that shit back. Of course you will. But this is how we make it. Oh really? Flip <laughs> the fucking table. Try this again. This is how I make. It. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I make it. Flip the table. Throw things at the chef. Yeah, I get it. But that was that's the best and the worst. Yeah. Uh, what is the best low end meal that you've ever had? Uh, you know. Low end, low end was a is a weird term, I guess, because is it like service? Is it is it the amount of money I spent on it? There's a there's like a the best one. There's a place called Red Reds Eats in Wiscasset, Maine, which is like this tiny little hut, and they serve like hot dogs, hamburgers, and then they're famous for their lobster roll. And when I was a kid, the lobster roll was like ten bucks, and you it was just stuffed with lobster. It's probably the best lobster roll I've ever had. Um, that, that was the, but then I'm also like, oh, I love Taco Bell too. Yeah. Uh, I think I heard some of your former guests talking about Taco Bell. So I wanted to say something else, but really Taco Bell probably wins for the best low end meal I've ever had. And I've eaten a lot of Taco Bell, probably way too much enough that I know the menu and how it's changed. And like, I miss things from like 20 years ago and the seven layer burrito used to be my favorite, which was a vegetarian burrito with seven ingredients. And I'm like, why would you get rid of that? It was so, so wonderful. And I would add, I'd be like, give me that hottest fire sauce you have. And I would put so much on it. It would like leak out the the sides all over the place. So good. Wait, I'm wa- my mouth just watered talking about it. Do you do uh, that thing where you like call Taco Bells and ask if they have that? And just 
and, and just like keep yeah. calling so that eventually they'll <laughs> yeah. be like, you know what? Everyone's asking about yeah. the seven layer vegetarian uh, burrito. Yeah. <laughs> well, how many? Well, the, just this one guy. This one guy keeps he on. keeps calling and then and then putting on disguises. On yeah. Um, I like to know. <laughs> Uh, uh, but this the, is coming from the same numbers here, <laughs> same number that just called us, <laughs> and it was uh, a French. It was a French person. Oh before. no! Don't make me do my French accent. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, the <laughs> but the worst low end. This is true. On my way to uh, driving to, I think I was driving to Joshua Tree. I stopped in the middle of the night at a Wendy's, and ordered a chicken finger meal and was eating it on the drive. So I'm like having some fries and I pull out a chicken finger and I bite into it raw, totally raw in the middle. (laughs) Why is everyone trying to kill you? Everybody wants to kill me. I, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, Oh no, flashbacks to the lamb. No, but I immediately like I could, you know, how you bite into it and it's like almost snaps when you bite through (laughs) it. Boy, and I was yeah. like, what the, and I went back, it was like 10 minutes down the road and I turned around, went all the way back. And the guy, I shit you not goes, Oh, that sucks. Um, and it's this guy working alone. He's like, Oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry. And he takes the bag from me and puts the piece that I had bit back in the fryer. Shut up. I shut up, God, shut up. And I have to go, Hey, that's, I had that in my mouth, man. And he was like, oh, no, no. Oh. And I was like, can I just get a new batch maybe? And he was like, sorry, man. The fr- I think what happened And this, he goes, we changed out the oil because it's so late at night and the oil hadn't heated up. Oh, my God. So it was just like 10% cooked chicken finger. And I was like, how long is it going to take to heat up? And he was like, oh, it can take like an hour. And I was like, I'll take my money back, dude, um, and hope I don't get sick. And I just left. But that Did was- you not get a burger instead? Did you even pivot? I, my, uh, my confidence in that Wendy's was shot. <laughs> so I waited for the next fast food, and it was not a Wendy's. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. And then meanwhile, back at the Wendy's, Coming up from below the table was Tom Calicchio. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, got him again. I will find you again, Ryan. I will find you. I will find you. And I will kill you. It's like the least exciting. I'm part take, of a really long running game show where they just try to get me sick. What is your favorite drunk food? We've gotten drunk together many times. Yeah. I wouldn't say many times, but memorable times. Memorable times. I wish it was more. And it will be, I hope. Um, huh. by far a Stouffer's French bread pizza Whoa. Uh, with just the pepperoni, a Stouffer's French bread pizza. And I take it, uh, Rony pony style. If you know what, what is I mean. Rony, what does that mean? Riding the Rony pony. <laughs> you don't say that when you order a pizza and they're like anything on that. And you go like, mm, I think tonight I'll ride the Rony pony. <laughs> Uh, They're like, uh, sorry, sir. And I'm like, just let me ride the Rony pony. I don't know what you mean, sir. <laughs> the Rony pony. Pony. The sir, pony just, who loves. Just, yeah. Sir, just you're saying it, just because you're saying it slower. The Rony pony. And then eventually I just whisper and I'm like, just pepperoni on it. 
pepperoni man. No, Rony Pony comes from my first son who uh, used to call getting a pepperoni pizza riding the Rony Pony <laughs> when he was like three. He was like, ride the Rony Pony. That's very cute. It's cute, but it also feels like uh, it's been pointed out to me that it also feels like a weird sexual term. <laughs> yeah, it does. Ride that Rony Pony. <laughs> Hey, baby. Son, son, you got to stop saying that at school. <laughs> hey, who teacher? wants to ride the Rony Pony today? Son, your teacher your teacher called again. <laughs> he said you keep asking everyone if they want to ride the Rony Pony. <laughs> and there's only one kid who keeps saying, yes, I do. <laughs> and you don't want him riding the Rony Pony with your He's son. He's the last kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bertha. Bertha always wants to ride the Rony Pony with him. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Do you have a favorite hangover food when you're hungover? Yeah. Uh, you know, again, it's probably classic, but any, I like something greasy and probably my favorite is like a, a steak and cheese sub. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. I used to like go a to cheesesteak cheesesteak situation. Yeah. Um, Cause it's so greasy and so cheesy. It feels like just fills me up and salty and uh, that with a Gatorade and a few pickles, some pickles. I probably should hit the pickles the night before, but bit. I love, I love me a pickle. Um, do you like pickles? I love pickles and they're very polarizing in the podcast. A lot of people, people either love them or hate them. Really? I'm a huge fan of pickles and I'm, they're very good I, for you too. I can crush a jar. Yeah. on my own like a full are they good for you um they're very good it's very you know it's it's basically a fermented food and fermented food is very good for your microbiome oh, or well your, then uh, i must i i go through a lot of pickles best pickle you've ever had not to switch out the the questions to you but what is the best pickle you've ever had best pickle i've ever had i honestly like like a basic just like a like a jewish deli pickle like yeah. the, the ones that are like way too over like brined huh. and they're like dark green and gross. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. The, a real good snap. Real good uh, snap. Not even. I like it mushy. <laughs> Wait. Uh, <laughs> you like like Kroger brand pickles that I just... like the Kroger pickle. Wait, what are what's your what's your favorite? Uh there's a I just had one. I think it was at the standard hotel restaurant is that possible is yeah that standard in new york yeah okay i think i was there having like a burger or something and that was the best pickle i've had in a long time but wow. also when i was a kid there was a woman <laughs> in my hometown who made mustard pickles and i've never had a better pickle than that they were homemade yeah. mustard pickles and damn if they weren't some of the best things i've ever eaten love a good pickle though love, love a good lo and love anything pickled Pickled carrots. Only thing I won't do is pickled eggs. Only thing I won't do is pickled eggs. I don't think I've ever had a pickled egg. I'll get you one. Really? Yeah. I'm going to get you a pickled egg. Are you honestly? I, yeah, a lot of I've, people say shit on this podcast. Oh, really? You've never had okay. the... I'm going to send I, you... I'm going to have one postmated to you <laughs> after... By I, the way, the person who does that the most is me. Because I'll be like, ah, really? You've never had that white wine from Austria? I'm going to send you a bottle. And then, then you I never... never yeah. Poor uh, Jonathan <laughs> Kite, comedian Jonathan Kite, He's was on the waiting. show two years ago. And I told him I was going to give him a bottle of, of Greek uh, Assertico, and he still hasn't gotten yeah. it. You got to do that. It's on the list. I got to do that. 100% I have to. Um, 
Do you have a favorite celebrity chef? Not really. Celebrity Here's, food personality. You want to know my my the truth? Yeah. You want to know the truth? And yeah. that's going to sound like I'm sucking up. It might be you. Now, Come on. that's the truth. I like. I really love watching Gordon Ramsay. Um, I find him so so weird and such a dick. And clearly, he's like a a shock chef. Like yeah. He he's doing it. And I've heard he's actually like, like has a great heart and he's really wonderful in person, but watching him be such a dick to other chefs yeah, and, and just call like his descriptions of foods that are horrible. Um, like his, his restaurant rescue, is that the show he had? Where yeah. yeah. Go into like these poor, these poor or kitchen people. nightmares, yeah. yeah, kitchen nightmares where he like, He'd, he'd talk to somebody who's like on their last hundred dollars of keeping a restaurant alive. And he's just tears them a new asshole. And like it, it, watching him like eat stuff and spit it out and right in front of their face, telling them they're absolute loser. I mean, it's very, he's probably my favorite to watch. I mean, that makes sense because you're a ground link. You were ground, you're trained at the ground links, mm-hmm. which is a theater in LA, yeah. which is known for, doing very deep character studies. Yeah. yeah. And he is, he's playing a character and he's playing it better than anyone ever has. Do you think that though? Is it true that he's, he's I think not like somewhat, that at I all? Think, I don't think he, there's no way he can be that big of a dick. I think he just, right? he knows how to, how to play it for the camera, you know? Yeah. You know, it must be in there somewhere, but he channels it. Like, I literally think he's like one of the best, like actors. <laughs> Do you think he's a good chef? Cause I'm not even basing it off of that, but he, his, his opinions are so, so, uh, you know, in your face, like there's no flexibility in his opinion uh, right. at all. But you know, if he's cooking a, a steak or there's some like TikTok videos of him duetting somebody cooking the perfect steak and he just sits there and he's like, no, yeah. Yeah, he, like he, he does. Again, I think he hams that up too. Like he likes to be super critical of little things. Right. But he is, I've seen his masterclass. He has a, like a masterclass on teaching how to cook. And he's so pleasant and so like motherly almost. Really? In like teaching nurturing. you yeah. and nurturing. And it's like really, really nice. Um, and you're just like, I, it's an act. He does it as an act. Yeah. But he's so good at it. and uh, So good. So I, yeah, yeah, but I, no, he is actually a great chef. Like he, his restaurants have Michelin stars. Like hmm. he has like a restaurant in London that I think has three Michelin stars. Three. Yeah. God, I wish I knew what those were. I think it's a probably Michelin called... star. Oh. Who gives out Michelin stars? I don't know what, I don't know what a Michelin star is. <laughs> oh, Michelin's the Michelin not at the guy. Wendy's. I stopped that. I can tell you that. <laughs> that definitely, they did not have a Michelin star. <laughs> Does Colecchio have one at Kraft? Colecchio's got a couple probably you, for Kraft. I'd like, to take, yeah. I'd like to take something up with the Michelin crew who hands out the Michelin stars. <laughs> it's just a bunch of fucking mechanics <laughs> at the like, Michelin yeah. tire factory. They're like, give him a star. Give him a star. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Give him a star. He's a good guy. He'll give you free dessert. Give him a star. (laughs) Okay, desert island food. You're trapped on a desert island. There's one food you have to eat for the rest of your life. You are never going to get tired of it. What is it? I I might go with watermelon. I I mean, everything, this is an impossible question because you're like, could I do it forever? Um, It's either watermelon or Doritos. (laughs) I know they're Whoa. very different. Do very I get a liquid? Like, 
the thing I like about watermelon is I can eat it and I never have to worry about getting thirsty. I'm scared if I do Doritos, um, classic yeah, flavor. Get that, uh, yeah. Uh, eventually. But can you, can, do you have water with like, or do, do I never get thirsty? I don't know what the rules are, but I think I'd go watermelon. I have to go watermelon. So you're telling me that if you could bring watermelon and Doritos to a desert Island, you'd be set. I'm like talking about it. Right now, I'm like, could I? I wouldn't mind doing that. I wouldn't mind giving that a shot. I'm gonna tell I'm my family <laughs> I have my next trip planned. Oh, it's gonna no. be a, gonna be a no. long one, boys. They're, they're gonna come home, see the big sherbet on yeah. the counter, like, no, Daddy, you're leaving again. <laughs> it's hey, this time I got peach sherbet. You'll love it. It's Twenty gallons. See ya, never again. <laughs> oh no. Is there a food that you can't stand eating? Yeah. Uh, well, it goes back to the mayonnaise, but beyond oh, yeah. mayonnaise, because I can have mayonnaise on it, like like a like a BLT or something. I'll have a I'll have a little mayonnaise on that. So mm. I don't want to make it sound like I'm allergic to mayonnaise or I can't. I'll puke if I have it. But it's right. like ham salad. I think I cannot deal with when I I went to the uh, fuck is ham salad excuse me you mean like cubes of ham in a salad yeah it's chopped ham mixed with mayonnaise um gross i've never heard it almost mush blended like not cubes of ham like like imagine mushing up ham so much that it turns into a paste (sighs) ryan we get it you grew up poor okay (laughs) well you know what's funny is the last time i had this i I went to like have high tea in london and they came out with these sandwiches and i'm like who chose the these three flavors of sandwich one was like a cream cheese between two pieces of bread which i was like automatically no and then it was a egg salad wait what's wrong with cream cheese just cream cheese no it's not gonna work i don't i don't like cream cheese on like a toasted bagel but if you're going to give me two pieces of Wonder Bread with cream cheese in between, <laughs> I am not going to be happy about it. And then it was... Uh, Wait, it didn't it, have like the sliced cucumber? Because normally they'll put like a thin slice of cucumber oh, on top of the cream. Oh, you're cheese. right. It was... Yeah. It did have cucumber in there. And I think... Yeah. I, I I think I still hated it. Um, <laughs> and then it was egg salad and ham salad. And I tried them all. And I've never... This is the only time I've ever done this in my life. I spit the ham salad out into my napkin and couldn't eat it. And then I ordered another drink and they were like more sandwiches. And I was like, no. And it was an all you can eat, like a uh, high tea where they'll just constantly bring you more sandwiches. And I couldn't even make it through the first plate. And they were like, is everything okay with the sandwiches? <laughs> and I was like, no, not everything was okay. They were absolutely hideous. I would rather. And they were like, they're like, we'll bring out the chef. And it was the guy from the Wendy's. He's like, <laughs> no. oh man, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. And then he pulled off his mask and it was Calicchio again. <laughs> <laughs> got you again. Got you again. And he sprints off into London. <laughs> yeah. No, I hate ham salad is if honestly. Now I've never you, heard of it. So it's kind of like chicken salad, but it's ham instead. Yeah. I think Cute. it had another, it's almost, it had another name too, like devil's food or something. Have you ever heard of that? I don't no, know. It, but every once in a while, my grandmother would make ham salad sandwiches and I would make me gag just this is your british your, the british grandma or the other yeah. grandma yeah. oh interesting okay it's all the brits i stuff. never met my other grandma um because she died don't make this don't make this sad don't make she this died sad. before don't, i could no. meet her Brian, and don't it's make it left sad. a hole 
in my life. <laughs> so I don't know. Both and of my course, grandmas. we know in Maine, when people die, they put them in boiling water. Do you know it's this is I just learned that um, somebody died and in Maine, a friend of mine, uh, her husband died tragically years a few years ago i think like 10 years ago loving where this is going on my hardest food podcast okay yeah i didn't know that you could still do this they had a burial at sea but he was not cremated just threw the body out in the water he was a and by the way lobsterman wow put back in the boat back from where he came they dumped him into the ocean wow legal i just think osama bin laden when i when i I Oh, by the way, it was Osama bin Laden. (laughs) Most people don't even realize he was from Maine. Great guy. Huge back. His back strength out of control. Crushed me in arm wrestling. You saw that in his videos. You're like, that guy with his AK-47. Everyone's like, what accent is that? It was Maine. It was Maine. What an asshole. (laughs) It was Arabic with a Maine accent. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. In my mind, I'm trying to figure out how you'd do that, but I can't even... Can't even try. Can't even try. Oh, I can't do it. It's, it's not. Uh, you just got to say, uh, every once in a while. That's right. Besides ha- having severely undercooked food uh, brought to your table, what is your restaurant pet peeve? Oh, God. Um. All right. I'll give you two two things that really bother me um one from the one towards service and then one towards a table uh the one towards service is ordering appetizers and having them come too close to when the the meal is the main meal the main course is coming out that's a great one that i think no one has ever said interesting i this this is it's so annoying and then on top of that, having them come out with the meal and they just kind of look at you like, are you going to help us make space? And I'm like, I haven't even dug into these nachos, baby. I'm not moving them. You got to, you got to find the space, pull up another table. Uh, And then you've got your appetizers, which I'm like enjoying. And then your main course is getting cold. And I, I don't enjoy that. Yeah. And then it's like, or you're eating them at the same time and you're having nachos and fucking salmon. And it's just, not, it's not working. It doesn't work. The smells don't work. The, the, yeah. It doesn't parallel. And then if you don't get, like, if you don't get your, a drink before the appetizer, everything's screwed up. So I like, I like things that come in a nice little order. I like my Good drink. Pacing. I yeah. like, uh, uh, some bread, uh, and then, uh, yeah, the pacing is very important, but this is my new thing. And this never bothered me. A long time ago, but I don't like splitting a bill. I want, I either want to pick up the bill or I want somebody else to be like, I got this. I got it. I don't like being like with three people and going, let's just split it four ways. I don't know why I don't like that anymore. Interesting. Or, or I love playing a good game of uh, credit card roulette. Credit card roulette. Credit card roulette is very fun. Do you ever do it where I, if depending on if you have somebody there that you know makes a lot of money, they have to put in two two cards. <laughs> no, yeah, that's you amazing. Gotta do it. So if you're there, if if it's like you and somebody who's like, I'm just I I 
trying to pay my rent. They put in one card and you have to be like, all right, I'll put in two or three. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's and really then he still gets his card chosen. Oh my God. I, like, hey, I did it. I did I gave it. With you the a, <laughs> I did I gave it with you a the group of, of like 13 once. 13 people. It was the bill was w- over a thousand dollars. And we were like, oh let's just God. do it. Who cares? Uh, this is, you know, one of us is going to get screwed, but the, everybody else is going to be so happy. <laughs> and the one guy who was like a bartender who was struggling <laughs> a little bit, they pulled out his janky, like, it was like Godsworth Bank. Like, it was one of those. <laughs> It was one of those credit cards you get because you have bad credit and you're just trying to reestablish credit. And he, they pulled his card out. And I was like, oh my God, they pulled his card. They got his card. And he, God bless him. He paid for the whole thing, but he was not, he immediately was like, I want to go home. I need to, I need to go home and work. <laughs> It's three in the morning. I got. I got. I got to go, go home. I got to go mow some lawns on or something. I got to <laughs> go sell some clothes. <laughs> oh yeah. man! Oh Ryan Gall, uh, this was as pleasant as I imagined it would be. It really and was hilarious. Thank you so so much for joining me. Thank you. And by the way, the I I can't wait for your show. Not to to go into that again, but I truly am genuinely happy for you that you're going to be doing a show on the food network. And I cannot wait to watch it and support you. I love it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I know it comes from a genuine place because you know that I would do the job better than you. And it's not like we're competing. No, I I don't know that. I know for a fact, I would crush that crush it but i'll let you have this one i'll let you because that's how it is when like one of our friends that we're like we're the same type for a role yeah they get it we're like oh yeah oh asif ali i'm so fucking happy for you that you got another role that i'm not getting you piece of shit yeah no yeah. He's, a, he's a very nice guy i love asif ali no. but he gets all the roles that i go off for like of it, it's like you walk into the audition room and asif is there it's like all right i'm just gonna go home <laughs> Why am I here? Because you're gonna get it. You're gonna. I get think the it. only reason days. I the only reason I got bajillion was because like he was on wrecked at the time. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> See, that's what you wait for. You wait for that door to open and jump on in. <laughs> Ryan, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, on Instagram at uh, r y g a u l, Rygal, and uh, that's it. Everybody check out, um, I think you can watch the first three seasons of Last OG on Netflix now. So check it out. It's a fun show and it's got a lot of heart and I really enjoy doing it and I want to do more. And you're absolutely hilarious in it. Thank Thank you, you, Ryan. Let us uh, eat and drink and do that. Do a lot of cocaine together. Let's do it. I'll send you a pickled egg real soon. All right. Thank you. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. If you want more Green Eggs and Dan action, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can actually see me and my guests going through their fridge in addition to other videos. Just type in Green Eggs and Dan in YouTube, like and subscribe 
please. We need a lot of subscribers on that page. You will really enjoy it. It's a very fun element of the show. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.